Uh, it's um, that white is uh, mm, yeah. It's there's very, more of it all the time. It's very Wolfman. <laughs> yeah. Your <laughs> life likes great. it though. So. It's like uh, it's almost like walrus like. <laughs> yeah, like, and I swear I'm not cultivating that. There's no, there's no dye trickery or anything like that. It's I believe like a, you. A, a poly walnut's beard. I mean, it works. I, uh, on a dare for my daughter, grew a mustache, and what I did is I went full as much as I could on my face, which takes forever. <clears throat> Not like Gordon. And then I shaved a mustache for two days, and then I, I couldn't stand it anymore. How, I, when was this? It. Nobody saw it. <laughs> nobody saw it. <laughs> One summer, like 20 years ago, when I was home from college, my cousins and some friends and I had a mustache competition to like grow a mustache from scratch and see who could make it the longest so you have that awkward stage where you got like just a little wispy mustache that's about yeah that's about what i had for for two days it, it was like in between it, i don't know it was about like a a harry styles type of mustache mm-hmm. it was just very you know not much there and uh i just felt like an idiot with it so next time i try that i'm going to grow it fuller before i shave just around that but uh yeah maybe i'll go just a mustache when i get rid of this thing in a couple months there you go i love that um, we're all making plans that's yeah. right <laughs> I Pandemic's almost over we can see the right. light at the end of the tunnel let's yeah. all grow a mustache i got my i got my second vaccine exactly two hours ago so oh congrats um, yeah i'm fully i'm fully immune i guess there you go. About as amused as you can get. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce you. Um, formally here, we're joined once again by singer, songwriter, musician, and Sanford native Britton Buchanan, who uh, in the span of the last two months has released three new singles, including one that came out, I think, just last week. Uh, that new oh, single, yeah. the last, it's uh, the, that new single, Last Time for Everything, is available wherever you stream your music. Britton, welcome back to our, our humble podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. How are um, you, Billy and Gordon? Uh, you know. Wonderful. <laughs> can't, can't complain. Can't complain doing a doing a podcast from my bed today because, uh, you know, why not? So we got the air conditioner cranked. It's cold in here, and I needed to get undercover. So that's the way it is today. Um, there you go. But, yeah, but, hey, we're not here to talk about us. We, uh, <laughs> we, uh, we know 2020 has been uh, tough for I guess anyone in the music industry, but looks like your 2021 Britain has, uh, you know, gotten, it, it's been eventful. It's, it looks like you've um, a busy time in f- for you in terms of uh, releasing music. Uh, you know, let's talk about, let's talk about these three new songs first. Um, last time you were with us in September, you said, uh, I've got big plans coming up that started with <laughs> your October queen uh, single that came out in October, but you said, uh, more importantly, um, 2021 is going to be busy. So tell us what these about these last three months. Well, it's so funny. I feel like every time I say we're going to put out a record, the re- the record gets further and further away. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, 
uh, I've somehow managed to tell everyone uh, so many times that I'm putting out a record that I've delayed it for two and a half years. So I think I have to stop myself from saying a, a particular date, but we're, we've just put out three singles and there's three more to come. And then there will be a record at, at an undisclosed time. But you just uh, answered questions we... three through seven for me, right? Now. No, there you <laughs> I'm go. Kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. That's. I mean, yeah. I, that's. I was going to ask if this was leading up to something, but we'll get to that. Uh, um, you know, this started back in uh, January. You released a song called "I Hate the Way I Love You." Um, it was also the the one that you've only one you've released so far that came with a video. Uh, I'm going to try a share screen here, and uh, we're oh. going to play a little clip of this. So. Uh, um, just uh, hold tight, Gordon. You can edit this part out. Um, <laughs> let me know if this works. So, anyways, yeah, here's I Hate the Way I Love You. I'm not getting any of the audio of that, but I can, I can pull a clip of it from somewhere. There you go, Gordon. I can't okay. hear it either, but I just that? wanted to let you have <laughs> oh, your moment. Okay. Billy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Hang on one second. Britain's new single, Moment of Silence. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what it sounds like, actually. I can't afford a therapist at the pay rent. The more I'm into you, the more money I spend. But what you said is what you meant, isn't it? When you told me I'm not the one you see in your life. 2020 isn't seeing eye to eye And it's harder than it looks to try And get inside your mind, baby, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, Gordon, if you'll just splice in (laughs) I guess the first 20, 20 seconds of that Um, But, uh, um, and we we won't uh, How do you do that, though? How do you share audio? We'll loop that 20 seconds in there And then uh, pretend none of this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> pretend that none of this <laughs> happened um anyway it's, it's a very catchy song and uh um what you guys did see there was a a, a neat little lyric video i want to ask you about the video real quick Brendan. did you make that yeah we did that we i mean we uh i mean is that like it. your is that your writing and your hand that is me yeah oh, okay i do my own stunts everything <laughs> um <laughs> i uh we wanted to you know do something fun but not expensive because we've made this big music video for this for the what will be the lead single and we were like what can we do for other things that is you know contained and we can do it ourselves and so i just had the idea to have the notepad and i hope it wasn't i i I was just crossing my fingers that it wouldn't come off stupid and luckily i don't think it did um but uh I attribute that to the coolness of the table behind the notepad. It's all about the the, the table, I think. Within yeah, and for I mean, because people are listening to this, so they don't see it. But go to YouTube and you can see the video. But yeah, your table—it's uh, old newspaper clippings. So, I love it. It's my—it's um, a, t- a table from my friend's jewelry making parlor, and those are, you know, old newspapers, and then they just somehow you know shellac them into the table somehow i don't know how they did it but it's nice i was looking for a uh a cameo by the rant in there but i didn't see it but maybe next right <laughs> maybe I, next I, <laughs> you know i hate the way i love you is about uh my adventures in reading 
the the rant. It's all dedicated to you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I do read the rant every 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 week. Yeah, I've told told you this before. Yeah, and that what's funny to me is uh, you've actually you shared some of our stories before on your Twitter. And uh, and Gordon and I have commented before that uh, you've got you know you've got followers out there from all over the country. Ninety nine point nine of them could care less about anything <laughs> you, sh- you share from the rant, but we appreciate the exposure. <laughs> no, the, the print that Prince Hotel article was so great, and um, I mean, you you guys, Sanford News Publications have really just walked into a whopper with this new Board of Education thing in the last three months, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, it's been nice to 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 keep up on that. It's I, you know you forget how small town uh, drama can become so absurd. There's going to um, be a, there's going to be an LA times article about you one day. And the writer's going to say, <laughs> yeah, he was great. Except for, he just went on about Sanford politics. the whole time." <laughs> <laughs> I keep up with it all. I mean, oh, speaking of Sanford politics, the podcast you guys did with Robert Reeves is phenomenal. I love Robert. Oh, thank you. Ben, yeah. Robert's Robert's a good guy. I keep trying to get him to go to Washington, but, he won't listen to me. <laughs> so are these you said these lyric videos they're they're easy easier because they're cheaper, mm-hmm. but I see I see a lot of people doing them now and I see that they're getting um, more creative and more creative. Uh um I like them because I like to know the lyrics of the songs I'm listening to. <laughs> so so uh um but you said you, you but you do have a you said your lead single, um, which I guess hasn't been released yet. You've got a big yet. you've got a big video um yeah coming up for that uh tell us about that so <clears throat> we have this song called say the word that it, though is looking like will come out in june um that um we my co-writer and producing partner Derek Furman uh and i directed ourselves um and we uh it, yeah we we put a lot of love and energy into it so we're we turned out great we just got the final edit back a week ago um and so we're excited about that. And it's, you know, the most large scale thing we did, a proper music video with sound stages and, you know, people who know what they're doing behind the camera and editors who know what they're doing. And not just a strange 21 year old man with a notepad and a newspaper table. So um, we did a proper music video that um, we're leading up to. We're excited about. I know, That's coming um, out in June, you said, well, you expect it in June. Yeah, we ended up pushing releases two weeks back uh, for the next three months. So I'm not sure exactly where they lined up now. So it'll either be June or July. Um, originally anticipated for June. So fingers crossed we can maintain that. Now you, um, it's been a while since I spoke to you, um, but I, I think that last time we talked you were not specifically working with a label. Is that still the case? Or yeah, no label. We're just okay. Um, my producing partner Derek and I met when I was on a trial period with a manager uh, in 2019, and we just kind of fell in love with each other. And we're like, "Oh, this is such a you know productive and exciting creative partnership." So let's just keep working together. And then it was his idea. Oh, let's make a record. Why don't we just? No one's making records anymore. We should, um, you know, go against the norm and we'll put out singles, but let's have it lead up to an album because that's what I love. I mean, all of my heroes 
uh, Springsteen and Tom Petty and Paul Simon, and Bob Dylan, Jackson Brown. These are like album people. So right. um, we were like, let's do that old school thing instead of just being single driven. But at the same time, um, you know, let's play by the rules just a little bit. So, so are, not are working the, with the label. Are you of the faith or, or faith? I'm sorry. Are you of the belief that uh, that an album, because um, like you said, a lot of people are just doing singles now because of the way the music industry is now, but you're doing an, an album. Um, did you have a, a mindset going into it? That these songs needed to have a cohesiveness to them or a central theme. And, and do you have one heading into this album? Yeah, we, uh, we, we went in with that mindset, but I think we accident accidentally ended up with such a cohesive sound and theme. Uh, they all tend to be, love based in some kind of either infatuated scorned or lonely way it all depends on which song you're listening to uh and um yeah what it, it they all uh sound like you know songs for people that you haven't met yet but you will someday so we're tossing around names uh for a record and i think we've settled on um something like love letters to a stranger or letters to a stranger or something like that. So um, that's, that's the central theme, even if it doesn't end up being the title, at least that's the theme. Yeah. Very cool. And you're, are you still in the process of writing for that album or I, I know, you know, being a sort of amateur musician, like I'm always writing and things evolve and change. Right. So, so where are you in the process? We have all six singles done, mixed, mastered, and then we have two more that we're like, this is for sure going on. And we have enough for the rest, but now we're in the, the process of, we want 12 songs. So now we're in the process of seeing uh, what is beatable because um, everything you know has to be as good as, e as each other. Uh, and so now we're, trying to beat the songs that we think we can beat. So yes and no, but uh, primarily, yes, we're still, we're still writing, trying to figure out exactly what um, right. ones we can, we can write better songs to fill those spots. Yeah, I imagine, um, you know, the best way to get an album out to people is to go out and play it. And uh, right. when, we, when we talked last year, we had no idea when you would be able to do that again. Uh, there's a little more clarity now, you know, um, more, more and more people are, are getting vaccinated and a lot of states are starting to ease their crowd restrictions. Even here in North Carolina, they, they've already started doing that. Uh, I don't know what it's like out in California, but anyway, where, where are you right now in terms of um, live shows? And is that something that's coming up soon for you? I have no idea uh, because I mean, it, it, we're starting, obviously, like you said, we're starting to see um, here it, uh, as well um, restrictions eased. But I think, from what I understand, um, that out is, can only be outdoor shows and it's 25% capacity. And I think the peak is 100 people. Um, which is the right thing to do. We have a great governor here. Gavin Newsom knows exactly what he's doing. Um, and we have a great governor back home who knows exactly what he's doing as well. So I don't know, um, I don't know uh, what the restrictions are like back home, but I, I'm not sure if it's worth it yet to play out because of the monetary investment you have to have 
with equipment and travel and selling tickets and whatnot, a quota to me, I'm just not sure if um, that's even a, a economically responsible decision to make. I don't know what your return is going to be like. And um, my main concern, I'm a very paranoid person about COVID. Uh, and I, I wouldn't want to get sick. I wouldn't want to get anybody sick. And I wouldn't want to be the catalyst that anyone got sick over either. So um, until it looks like it's super, super safe, um, as someone who's not vaccinated yet, I, I, I am not prepared to, <laughs> to go out just because it's intimidating. Um, but we're, the, the light is getting brighter every day. I was reading um, on Twitter the White House Chief of Staff said today that nine weeks ago, only 8% of our population over 65 had been vaccinated and now it's over 70% just yeah. nine weeks ago. Um, so the light is getting brighter every day. So hopefully next month I'll have a better idea. Um, and if not next month, then maybe next month and one day later, we'll have a, a better idea. But I got, a, it's I got a text from a friend in California this morning who said that he had just received his first shot. And um, I'm sort of showing my age here, but I, my first thought was, well, you know, I mean, we're all about the same age and now I'm like 20 years older than you. Sorry, man. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there is hope for you. And I just, I just got my first shot last week. Congrats. And, um, it was, uh, it seemed like it was never going to happen until, I logged into the Walgreens thing and there were appointments and I was like, Oh, this is happening. So it'll probably be the same way for you. One day it'll yeah. seem day. like a, it's a million years off. And then well, the, next yeah, the thing county you know, you'll here, be getting it. Lee County um, put out something a couple days ago, I guess, or maybe it was today that uh, due to cancellations and, and uh, people not showing up, um, they had extra. So they said, if you're over, you know, 16, come on out. And so um, I saw a lot of young people right. out there getting it today. So, yeah, it, there's know. intense surplus. It's we gotta we gotta figure something out because I mean Dodger Stadium had to yeah. close early the other day because there just wasn't enough people there to get the vaccine, which is it's kind of embarrassing yeah. that you know that, uh, and from my understanding, uh, I think don't they have to eventually throw these things away if they're not used? Don't they go yeah. bad at some point? Yeah. If you yeah, I think, well, I don't, I don't know how long they can be stored. But right. I do know if that, if they're not stored at a certain temperature, they will go bad, but I, it's that's possible that concerned. they go bad even in proper storage. I don't know. Right. Well, I, I, uh, I assume you have to take them out of the refrigerator at the beginning of the day. I would hope so. <laughs> That's what I do with my beef. I, I hope it's the same for um, <laughs> for vaccinations. I, I don't know how long they can be out of the fridge before they start going. I, I also don't know anything about vaccinations. So um, right. I'm just applying it based on, you know, you know, extra lean 93.7 beef. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> Well, your your agent told us you had uh, you were a vaccine expert, so that's actually why we had you on yeah. today. But uh, right. I see, it was just a, we were just solely talking about. <laughs> so, um, the, uh, hey, let's. I want to ask you about October's Queen. You uh, um, you were really yeah. excited about that back in September. Um, you were, I think, putting the finishing touches on that video. 
Um, we saw it when it came out, and uh, yeah, you weren't kidding. You got you got, you got <laughs> some some pretty some pretty impressive horror movie icons uh, into that Thanks. video, and uh, um, I saw that you know you were well over one hundred thirty five thousand views on it on YouTube, and yeah. and uh, um, you know a lot of buzz about it in the in the horror industry. So uh, you seemed thrilled when you were making it. Uh, how how did you feel about the the finished product? I haven't seen it in a long time, but when I do go back and watch it, it's only because making the video and, you know, writing the song, recording the song, we had the song for a year, making the video, having to record all of my stuff for the video, which took forever because everything I did was awful compared to every all these awesome things that we were getting from other people. I've heard the song so much that I don't want to ever hear it again. Right. Um, and so... Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time, but when I think about it and when I do see it, I always get so excited. I'm like, I can't believe that. How did, what, what? How did all these people from my childhood? I mean, I remember seeing A Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time when I was nine because yeah. my mom was cool. And, <laughs> uh, and it scared the crap out of me. And she was like, you can't watch any of the other ones. And then I immediately found bootleg copies on YouTube and watch all of the other ones and got so excited. I remember when Hollywood video closed when I was 10 or 11 and they were selling all of their excess, uh, all their, all their product where they were selling at these insanely cheap prices. And I bought all of the nightmare Elm street movies. And I, I have the Hollywood video cases and with the stickers on them still in my closet back home. And so, um, that the kid in me that like saw these things for the first time and was completely terrified and um, dumbfounded and astounded by all of these, you know, blood and guts and bad words and naked people and all this stuff was like, oh my God, I can't believe <laughs> 12 years later, all these people are, you know, lip syncing to a song that yeah. I wrote. They're there it's funny i got a call from a guy here in town named ron perkinson i don't know if you know ron he's a the name a, sounds familiar retired attorney um but he has had a little bit of a stand-up comedy career and when he saw your video he was reminded of um his correspondence and he did some performances with joe bob briggs yeah and i just thought that that was how crazy was that to have two sanford people who have you know this experience with you know this joe famous comedian, yeah. you know <laughs> joe bob is so funny we uh my roommate which is stephen brewer you, we all know stephen yeah um i i certainly know stephen um but uh we uh went and joe bob had a drive-in event in torrance um mm -hmm. california and stephen and i as a thank you uh, for doing the video, went down and uh, sold his merch for two nights. Um, oh, wow. And and he's the nicest, coolest guy. And you know, I've never sold merch before, but I assume if you if you're selling merch, you want to work for somebody like Joe Bob Briggs, who helped us set up the tables and tear down the tables both nights talked about North Carolina with us for forever and playing the Lincoln theater and playing clubs and Raleigh and everywhere. Um, just the coolest guy. And we were thrilled to, 
to sell his merch. Those are Joe Bob action figures that he signed <laughs> for us <laughs> on the wall. All right, there. Awesome. All of these are like gifts from the horror people. That's a a bobblehead from Alan Danziger from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, oh, wow. who somehow was a voice fan. And I reached out. And he's not in the video because I met him after, but um, I always get. And my wall is full of horror autographs, uh, which you can't see because it's in front of the computer. <laughs> but uh, it was very exciting for, you know, for me to do something like that. I don't remember my first scary movie, but I do remember being very young and having a sleepover with a bunch of other little kids. And uh, and the kid hosting it snuck out uh, April Fool's Day, which was a pretty low budget 80s yeah. slasher film. and. I want to say we watched a couple that night, but there was one of the movies where a woman was pushing a stroller and a, and the car hit the stroller and and uh, I'm like eight years old. It was like the most it was it was, it was insane. And then you know you know that was bad enough. And then uh, you know Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth movies. I, I'm like you. I was I was uh, just in awe of it then. So uh, out yeah. of all so Joe Bob aside, out of all the people that you got to do this, pick one that that you were just, uh, you couldn't believe was, you couldn't believe seeing uh, lip syncing your song? Um, oh, that's a hard question. I'll tell you that the one ex most exciting for me, because they said yes, that I didn't expect to say yes, even though um, we did know each other and were, you know, mutual admirers was Kane Hodder who was the only person to ever play Jason more than once. And Kane is just like the convention draw. His, his line is always super long. Everybody wants to meet Kane. Kane is like the guy that, you know, is the, he's, he's just the guy. He's the Jason to everybody. And so Kane was a big one. But the one I think I was most excited about, as someone who's not even really a particularly huge fan of their films, but it's just a huge fan of the person was Lloyd Kaufman from Troma Entertainment, which was, I was like, well, that's so cool. Lloyd is doing it. oldest independent film studio still operating. Um, I snuck a lot of trauma. I snuck a lot of trauma films as a kid. <laughs> yeah. That was one I you mean, definitely weren't allowed to watch. <laughs> no, no. And like, besides Toxic Avenger, I'm not necessarily like a, a huge trauma fan, but it, uh, or that well versed. There was in, there was one called Tromeo and Juliet, and uh, yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty absurd, but it's extremely uh, absurd. <laughs> he put my music video on Troma's online streaming service, which was like the like, oh, this is, this is cool. And so Kane and Lloyd are like my two biggest ones that That's I was like, cool. I can't believe this. Very cool. I was, uh, um, you know, I was looking uh, up your music before this podcast and um, and on some of your social media, and I noticed that you're starting to, to develop a a mythical following. And for yeah. for those who uh, who don't know mythical, that's uh, the, those are the fans of Rhett and Link. And uh, Link Neal, of course, is is your cousin, and uh, you got to open up for them during their mm -hmm. uh, national tour, a few of their shows during their tour. Uh, before covid and um that you know those seem like very dedicated fans for one 
Yeah. And, and then to jump on, you know, to your stuff it is, but it seemed like it was really good exposure for you though. Um, it's a huge blessing for sure. And the tour was amazing. I mean, we did, they did a show in London and a show at, at Dorton arena uh, prior to me joining the tour, which I've never been to London, but I did play Dorton a week after them uh, that same year for the state fair. And then I joined the tour and we did 20, 21 dates over five or six months. It was, we were, we would jut out for four shows. And then the summer we were gone for two weeks and did eight shows, I think. And then we did another five and another four. And I hope that adds up. But um, we, uh, we played the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, which was huge for me. Um, And then the first night of tour, we, we were in St. Louis and, it was sold out and it was the biggest theater we played, which was like 3,100 people. And it was packed and walking out and seeing this mass of people that were all very welcome, welcoming and receptive to me. Um, that was amazing. So we had a great, a great time. And Link and I are just one in the same and crack each other up and just geek out about music. I used to live with them and all the kids, we would all, start after dinner and Link and I would start talking about music and slowly like one kid would trickle out and then Christia's wife would trickle out and there was the other kid that trickled out. We noticed it was three hours later and everybody was asleep and we were still talking about <laughs> some Kenny Rogers record that no one ever heard from 1974 or whatever. And uh, so, I, you know, I love, I love my cousin. We're one of the same. Uh, that was the most fun part besides playing the shows was, you know, sleeping in the bunk above him and having to, you know, be woken up by him at yeah, 11 sure o'clock that, in the afternoon. I'm sure their dedicated fans know this, but not everybody knows that they started out as a uh, part of, a, I guess, a Christian rock band or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And they've wax paper dolls or wax paper dogs or something like that i think was their christian yeah. rock band back in their campbell days yeah um and uh yeah their fans are great their fans have really latched on to me and um are some of my biggest supporters now besides the good people of sanford north carolina and the listeners of the rant podcast <laughs> um so uh, yeah that i love uh, my mythical people they're 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 a lot of fun speaking of sanford I'm, I, I don't know if you've seen the news that they're, you know, there's like a downtown music festival, a multi-day, multi-venue music festival set for right. Sanford. Um, guy like you moves away and then sees like that something like that come to his hometown. What are, what are your thoughts? <laughs> you know, like I'm not, yeah, you have I'm to like, leave for it to, to happen. What the hell? Yeah, that's what my <laughs> thoughts are. I'm like, where was this when I was there? Yeah. Um, it's fun. I saw because I, I saw that in the rant uh and uh i was like oh my god this is multi-day because it's is it hugger mugger that is doing it or part of it or something? yeah they're a big part of the planning um and then i owe chad spivey a call because he keeps telling me about multiple music events that are happening and he's like call me about this call me about this i need, I need and i owe him a call um we were talking the other night over text about him uh falling dancing in uh in um 
Camelback and somehow completely missed the three-day music festival thing. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, one, you know, there's all, always the natural, like, oh, I wish, you know, I was still playing playing uh, in Sanford and living in my parents' house and this sort of thing happened and I was able to go do it uh, when I was 17 years old, you know, uh, just... I wish those things were around when I was 17 years old uh, and 16 and doing all those things. Uh, but every time I go home, Sanford looks different. It's growing in a tremendous way. And so I guess this is part of growth uh, is these cool things get to happen. And I'm happy it gets to happen for, um, for, you know, everyone there to play and everyone there to watch. But secondly, it's, you know, it's just so exciting you know, to see that these things are happening this and to see Sanford growing. Cause it was always the big thing amongst everybody that we would play with. It's like, Oh, there's not that many places to play. There's not that many, you know, there's before right. smoke and barrel, there was the red sofa, but between the red, red sofa and smoke and barrel, there wasn't really anything there for a second. Uh, and then karma boutique was playing a little bit. Uh, but outside of, Karma Boutique, there was nowhere else to play in Sanford. We always yeah. had to go to Cary and Raleigh and whatever. So seeing the fact that people are playing at Hugger Mug, people are playing at Camelback, people are playing at Smoke and Barrel, sometimes people still play at Karma. There's going to be a music festival. There's going to it's it's that's very exciting. Uh and selfishly, I just wish it happened a little earlier. So <laughs> I could have done it when right. um when I was still living back home. Um so it's, it's very exciting. Well, we've uh, we've had you for 35 minutes now, and um, uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. But, you know, we had you on because uh, we wanted to promote the stuff that you had coming up. I know we talked about that. But but before we go, uh, remind us again, um, where can we find your stuff? Uh, tell us again what you got coming up. And, uh, and you know, just uh, um, how we can support your uh, what you're doing. Yeah, go stream wherever you stream music, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Deezer. I don't even know what Deezer is, but it always gives me the option to put my music on there. So if you are one of the people that stream on Deezer, go to Deezer and stream. Uh, but um, hate the way I love you. Can't help myself. Last time for everything is out now. We're going to have another single out at the end of April, beginning of May called Better, uh, which is maybe my personal favorite of the ones we're releasing. Um, com for updates, news, my socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I'm just excited to be putting out music. It took so long. I mean, I put three songs out in 2020, which was a year and a half to two years after The Voice. It took me that long to do that. And then I barely put anything out last year. So the fact that I'm actually going to put out music this year is very exciting. Um, and I just hope people dig it. Hey, you brought up the you brought up that word, but we went a whole podcast without bringing up the voice. So, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, you've got it's it's really exciting all the stuff you've got coming up, and uh, we're we're pulling for you. Um, thank yeah, you going. for uh, for everything you do for us, and uh, you know, good luck. We're uh, thanks. So let, let us know when this next one comes out, and and uh, we'll we'll help you we'll help you put it out or you know get it out at least to our audience anyway. Well, I appreciate it. I for sure, I for sure will. Man.